I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Well, hey, hey, hello, leavers and believers. Welcome back to Leaving Hillsong. Or if it's your first time, welcome aboard, joining this very special conversation. I've changed the name. Remember when Kylie Jenner changed her baby's name? Well, I didn't have the title ready last week, but as you'll find out, uh, and warnings for the uh, religious and sensitive people ahead. Uh, our guest today does not uh, hold back. He didn't last week and this week is no disappointment there. My name is Tanya and Paul Castle Dean and I sat down for a couple of hours last week and had a rather an impromptu conversation and I can't imagine what would have happened if it had been planned. The intro last week was really minimal. I've been fighting off a flu kind of unsuccessfully all week. So let me tell you a little bit more about Paul. He did graduate Bible college in 1987. And then he returned to university. He worked in state parliament for a while and then 
took off to the United States in 1992 and he lived and worked there for six years until 98 and then he returned to Sydney and he started an entry-level IT job like on the help desk where he learned that exceptional patience but I'm not even going to show you how patient I'm being and now he's known through the Australian IT industry and finance industry and now government circles and he's one of the most uh, vocal and committed atheists we've come across in a long time. So yes, he's only isn't backward in coming forward, so um, clutch your pearls, grab your snacks, and maybe get your pearls ready for clutching, I don't know how it works. Enjoy part two of A Bad Long Weekend with Paul Castledean. Right. Right. Back, back from intermission. So we had uh, left you in the 80s having come out to a homophobic, HIV-terrified environment and obviously, you know, a lot of resistance there at church. Yeah. That's where we left off. So, I've, you know, got this feeling uh, a leaving story is coming soon. One of the earliest things I remember you said to me when we first started talking some months ago and mm. you said, I said something like, what do you think of Brian? Something came up. Yes. So what, do you, what do you think of Brian? And, and you said, I hope he wakes up screaming every morning. I do. I hope the man wakes up screaming every morning. And, and I've been a bit nervous to, to kind of find out what's behind that. <laughs> wow. Tell me. You know, you just need to look at the way Brian conducts himself and not just in front of his church in those days uh, previously, but in, in the media, in court, in the Royal Commission, most recently caught the way that he and Bobby would sit there. This man has no sense of doing anything wrong. And so it's my, when I say that I hope he wakes up screaming every day for the rest of his life, that's what I think, because what I'm trying to say is that he and even the slightest inkling of the incredible suffering that he has caused, the, the loneliness, the betrayal of people's us, the, the, the car wreck, the mince meat machine that he presided over and set up that just puts humans in one end and, and, and you get the clones out the other. Whether you believe in God or not, or you know, you can believe it's Jesus' message and all of that stuff. It doesn't really matter. The bottom line is the man took people into a machine that he built you know, time and time again, we've heard about instances of control, instances of underhanded dealings, instances of lies and manipulation. Manipulation was the name of the game. I think he tried to bore people on us and they wanted into submission. Yeah, I, I just, when I said that, it's because I want the man just for, even if it's a tenth of what a normal human would feel, I want him to feel that sense of shame of what he's done mm. and sense of shame for the way he's treated people and the sense of shame for the hubris just the incredible hubrisness is uh, amazing so yeah i hope he wakes up screaming every morning there's the this you know that, you know, that's too good for it wakes up screaming every morning for the rest of his life you know and you were quite like so what why is that a big deal i mean yeah i can you imagine if I said something like that and it's certainly not crust 
my mind, I'm not entirely sure that um, your wishes aren't coming true at the moment. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But again, things are a bit ugly. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, if we could just back up a little here, because we've got PCD Ministries. Oh yeah, you're preaching, you're leading worship. I was preaching, leading worship. That's right. And that's then right. suddenly, I'm sorry. Now we're here at meat machines and drain wrecks. What? What happened? You know, one of the things that I've always recommended to Christians do is actually go and study their Bible. So what happened was I started, rather than listening to these waffles that you got, you didn't get a lot of teaching you know, at, at Hills Christian Life Center. You got a lot of Brian, or you got a lot of Pat, or you got a lot of Darko, right? you got a lot of stories about Katsuba Bible College or something, and yes, that or that. You didn't get a lot of teaching, even at the supposed teaching Sunday morning service stuff. Not a place for the intellectuals, the old exactly. life center. One of the things I recommend to Christians that are, that, are, that are on their way out of the church or are starting to, you know, realize not a lot of this makes sense. The best cure for this sort of, I think it's a delusion. I'm in Richard Dawkins' camp. The best cure for this delusion is to actually study the book that you say yep, is so important. And once yep. you're studying, you know, you will realize just what. So I was at Bible college for a year studying and I realized it was a, it was, you know, apart from not being written by anybody that we can really readily identify, which is a bit of a worry, apart from not being written until after, well, well, well after the, you know, the events that were supposed to take place, just in the Gospels, right? The, apart from having no historical basis, in fact, or very little, apart from being misogynistic, apart from having three sets of the Ten Commandments, apart from condoning slavery, homophobic, uh, need I go on, right? And just, just to nonsense, this book talks about unicorns, for goodness sake. You know, I, I started to see through it all and I realized, well, you know what, this whole idea of one person, you know, raising from the dead, well, that's, that's just a bit of a trunch, really. That's what you had to do if you wanted to be a God, like you go away for, go to hell for three days, you know, all of the suffering the Christians talk about Jesus going, you know, putting off his divinity. It was like a bad long weekend for him. All right. In Friday night, long weekend starts, he goes to hell. But Monday night, he's back, right? He's got the cards, uh -huh. that, the king in his hands and the card that daddy tossed him, right? He's got everything back that he had before the long weekend. Don't talk to me about Christ suffering in hell. It was a bad long weekend at worst. Well, I, can I, this occurs to me recently, right? So, all right. So there's like, yeah, hanging out in the temple, 12, I know everything. When we're 30 years old, don't, we don't need to cover those missing 18 years in between and how come like maybe at school people brushed up against him like oh my leprosy's gone and no it didn't happen okay none of that 30 and he does this thing for three years yeah. but everybody else has got to do it for their whole life so we yeah. can all do a three-year health spirituality wellness quest do you know yeah. what i mean and be our best us but you know did he Ooh. face like you know, not enough for his retirement when he was 67 and not qualifying for the pension. I mean, it's. Come on. Yeah. Oh. So, and I started to look around, you know, and, and of course I felt a bit that, that as to motivations to do something and, and, and to get the, the to, to, to behave in a way that it's going to somehow make amends or somehow make, you know, we got to make up for what's happened to me. So I started to feel stupid. Right, or stupid for the things that I believe, stupid for the books that I bought, stupid for running around with my Barry Smith, you know, whatever t shirt on, 
And for those who don't remember, Barry Smith was a, a New Zealand preacher who would talk about the end times. Don't get a bank card because it's 666 or and things like that. You know, I, I, I had to make up for all that because I felt stupid. I, I felt like I'd been made a bit of a monkey out of. So I think that's where my atheism started. And so and here we are 30 years later, I guess, and I'm, and I have not taken my foot off the pedal there, you know, in terms of my militant, now militant behavior, I think it would be described as, don't know why, but you know, I'm just yeah. in my point of view, but, but it's, it's, it's because of the incredible inconsistencies about the, the, the lies that are spread around, I believe. And I genuinely believe that the church, whether it's hills or anything, the Christian church in general today and in history is not a source for good that everybody thinks it is. There's a, like a tacit acceptance that the church is somehow special and, uh, you know, sure there might be some bad people in it, but at the end of the day, it actually does a lot of good. Well, I have a lot of trouble finding that good. You know, I don't find any of that good in the, the hole that it leaves in our tax revenues that for some reason, these people don't have to pay tax or rates or, you know, it doesn't yeah. make any sense to me at all. Injustices start there and they just build, in my opinion. And, and I don't apologize for having no time for it because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it makes you feel good. Generally speaking, knowing the truth is better than believing a lie. Uh, it's just, it, it follows naturally. We yeah. know as humans, it's like being healthy is better than being ill. Yeah. And, and, oh, you know, oh, people aren't doing any harm. They're just sitting there believing it. Well, no, well, people are doing harm, you know, by, by propping up the church, by, you know, uh, perpetuating this tax-free nonsense, by the judgments, the nonsensical judgments that are all people, these people decide to, you know, level against people. And uh, yeah, I just can't. That's what drives my atheism. My atheism. And just not to mention how ridiculous the whole shebang is. And I'm not picking on the Christians. I'm picking on the whole gambit of them. You know, it's, it's, it just strikes me as so evidently, plainly ridiculous. You know, yeah, that's what motivates me. But I guess it's low hanging fruit in a sense, maybe. Yeah, I, you know, definitely as technology has expanded, it becomes more and more difficult to suspend your disbelief, even to be nice to people and that's not you know erasing the notion that people have of a, a spirituality or whatever but i you know we've got to raise some standards soon don't we apart well, from they're christian people yeah like that like, I'm, I'm being a good character yeah and we will be getting to that you know it, it's it is still in 2023 considered in our courts of law to uh, to be appropriate for a pastor to be deemed of good character. And they, the, the magistrate recently said he is therefore unlikely to commit the kind of offence alleged. And and it's just, you know, so deeply ingrained in our, in our society, which in our society is there's supposed to be a separation of church and state here. Yes. And, uh, it's just not happening. So did you have a kind of a, any kind of announcement? Did you run screaming, exit stage left? What happens from PCD ministries? I mean. Yep. I just stopped going. I just didn't turn up one Sunday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, the previous, I think the previous uh, fortnight, the Brian had had one of his words, you know, from the Holy Spirit to to give to me, you know, you know, which he didn't mind doing. Which, of course, they do to this day, right? They deliver in front of the entire congregation with a live microphone, and then it's all about intimidating and getting people back into their lanes, back, you know, sub it, do what you need to do, don't, don't, don't pop your head up, don't, you know, yeah. So it's all about. And what were the words he had for you? Usually, like, you know, just, I, I just don't remember, but I remember like that was very much the last straw for me. So the, the eyes locking, uh, of course, a man like him wasn't even vaguely intimidated by it, but I would let him know. That's right. I was the first person baptized in that baptismal pool out there. That was fancy in the day. Wow. Yeah. I remember when we had that in, that was quite a privilege that I was the first person. Uh, Who baptized you? Come on. And, and, and Brian and Michael Smith, they got a photo of it. Wow. And you still backslid. And I still backslid up. You're a man of God. Wow. But yeah, so, and I just stopped. I just thought, you know what, that's enough of this. And I didn't go back and nothing, you know, not a call, not anything. it's interesting, years and years later, my, my sister's son, my nephew, who remained nameless, turned up at, turned up and, and was going to Hillsong College, enrolled in Hillsong College. But when he turned up at Hillsong after he'd had his born again experience and all of that good stuff, and he got to talking to Brian once and mentioned that he was, you know, my nephew and, and Brian, you know, immediately knew who I was. And I, yes, I remember your uncle very, very well, you know. Seduced by the bright lights of uh, the city, the big city. That lifestyle. That lifestyle again. You could have been Pat's friend. He's got a lot of gay friends. Yeah. Just look at his Instagram. You can see them all coming out. Mm. I think they're going to have, Pat's going to have his own dedicated float next year in Mardi Gras. Oh, they're always better now. I always really, really compassionate human rights. And well, I mean, you've kind of told us life since doesn't sound like yeah, none of the um, drama, none of the dire predictions, you know, about um, well, I'm not dead, I'm not HIV positive, and uh, I, you know, I'm thankful for that. We have some wonderful medicines nowadays, but I think at the end of the day, it says you're still better off being negative than being positive. So that's not the death sentence it used to be, you know, thank goodness, but. And uh, shout out to uh, our listeners who are living with yeah. Yes, exactly. Respect, uh, respect. You know, I have a lot of fun with my atheism. I also, you know, despite it being motivated by something quite personal to me and something I really truly believe uh, quite deeply that the church is not a force for good and the religious belief is something that needs to be challenged. You know, life's been, life's been really good. Life's been really good. But uh, it's, it's interesting, you know, through, you know, uh, leaving Hillsong and, you know, to a lesser degree, the folks over at, I was a teenage fundamentalist. It's interesting engaging with folks that are recovering from this, from their time in these, uh, in these churches. Religious trauma, I think is something that I, I was, I've been privileged not to, not to have suffered from. Okay. Think, like everyone. And I think anyone, any atheist who tells you that it isn't true is not necessarily telling you the truth. Like, like anyone, when you are. So convinced of the fires, right? There is a time that there's a shadow cast down your life long after you leave the church and, you know, regardless of what your position is up here on all sorts of things where there is a fear of hell. 
and lives in the back of your, your head to, you know, to a degree in the back of your heart to a greater or lesser degree. And it, it took, took me years to truly shake myself free of that. And I sort of, well, and I don't remember when it happened, but I do recall one morning, you know, one day just being aware that it had gone, that I couldn't tell you when, but I, okay. I understand that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, from that perspective, you know, there's always a little voice in the back saying, well, you know, what if, what if, what if, right. And that's, that's school's way, John. That's fear, right? Fear. It's a primal fear. And a lot of effort is invested in that message. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, Jesus said, and there's something on my blog about this. I think it's one of the funnier, funnier things I've put up there is, but couldn't be more accurate. Jesus Christ was history's greatest extortionist. You know, there's a picture of Jesus knocking on the door saying, let me in. You know, what do you want? People are saying, what do you want? You go, I'm here. Please let me in. He goes, well, should we let you in? He goes, I'm here to save you. Save, save us from what? And Jesus said, I'm going to save you from the things I'm going to do to you if you don't let me in. <laughs> now that's just extortion. Yes. Like, yes. It's, it's an yeah. extortion, right? So it's all about fear. It's not about love. It's not about hope or healing or compassion or blah, 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 blah. blah. It's fear. It's all about fear. So yeah. yeah. People that are really quite traumatized. That helped me understand people that are really quite traumatized because they've had trouble shaking that fear. Or at the base of it, a hundred other reasons, some of the abuse and suffering that's gone on. But it all boils down to, you know, the, the betrayal of trust. And, and when it comes to that particular organization, like many others, there's a deliberate, it has to have been a deliberate betrayal of trust. Now, I don't even believe for a minute any of this, you know, Bobby, I don't believe she's being genuine. I don't believe she wonders why she thinks she genuinely believes she's being persecuted. They would know full well while yeah. they're persecuted. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. They may well tarnish over that and buried in denial and all sorts of things. Who knows? But at the heart of it, it's that knowledge that they're essentially betraying everybody's trust. And let's, let's suppose for a minute that they actually believe this gospel that they say that they do. Mm-hmm. And you can only judge people, you know, by what they believe, because that all occurs on the inside. You can only judge them by what, yeah. what they do, right? Yeah. And how could they believe yeah. what they say they believe if they did what they, what they did? Anyway, even if they believe that, let's suppose that for a minute, just the fear of, you know, um, the, uh, the, where is it? It's in, um, oh God, I can't believe it. Now my mind's gone blank. It's the one, um, I just want. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 
But one of the exhortations in Isaiah is about woe to the false shepherds of the flock. You know, even if they do believe that, they should be terrified. Well, God's going to lose it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they, and this is the thing, like over the 40 years, how many, how many times did people go to them and say, I put everything into the prosperity theology. I followed what you said to the letter and the bank's taken the house away. And now I don't. What do we do? Yep. I I was someone on your podcast just recently who went through that period of their life where they would have been putting that money away to assist with the deposit. And of course now. Yep. And they're not going to care. Yep. You know, it's just like, yeah. Another thing I find interesting is, is, is when I look at the leadership of the church now, they say, Phil Dooley was a mate of mine at Powerhouse U, you know, and, and, you know, and then to Lucinda Wiley and all, all that crowd, you know, yeah. Grant Thompson, you know, all that crowd. The Van Neels went, oh, I wonder how that, fan, I wonder how that party went last Saturday, Tanya. Why? Like, why? Like, I just think, like, how can they throw a party, a reunion party for Hills Christian Life Center and leave geek like us out on some other hill just to, uh, while well, the 99 of them at $50 a head, what's that? Thank you very much. Um, 50 bucks. That's what I want to know. Well, you know, Kingdom Builders' bills are getting harder and harder to pay. So, I, you know. There was a reunion party recently for the crowd of 1983 on, and um, we were a little bit conspicuous in our absence. I'd I like think to think. Well, absolutely. It would have been, yeah. Yeah, we would I'd like to think there's a lot of us out there. There's a lot of um, siblings, shall we say, of well-known names that don't attend and, you know, the black sheep of the black sheep kind of people. I mean, I'm not holding any grudges or anything. It's not important. It doesn't matter to me at all, right? It would have been nice to be pretend asked or something. I don't, I might, don't know. Might have been. I, 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 I wonder if we got talked about. Um, I have no I, I, I hope we were the terrifying elephant in the room, the rabid <laughs> elephant. Can elephants get rabies? Exactly. Taking yeah. grass across the road or... Probably... There would have been a lot of elephants in that room, like I said. You know, there's a lot of people who I heard since well, disappeared yeah. or didn't go anymore or something yeah. went wrong with him. Well, this, that's what you get. This is the thing, and, and this just occurs to me talking to you now. That reunion, look, let's put aside the elephants in the room. Let's put aside, it would have been like walking on eggshell because how at Hillsong you could yeah, I don't understand why people still do it, but I mean, like, I mean, how there must be some very, you've got to be careful what you talk about, right? They talk about the weather, but we talk about the people that was, that were still there, like the Cinder and, um, and Phil and, uh, you know, and, and, and Grant and the, and the likes, right? There's a good number of them, right? Why are they still there? Why is that? You think about for everyone that's there, the 20 or God knows how many. Uh, people that were just part of the rotating door or just in the rotating door. You know, they came in, they you know, spat out at various speeds. Uh, Is know. that the numbers you'd think it was? Yeah. Oh, easily. Over the course okay. of it. Well, oh, he yeah. was your mate. Why don't you tell us? Sorry? He was your friend, Phil Dooley. He was one of your mates, you said. Oh, work there was one of my mates. Yeah, there was a crowd of us. There was four or five of us that hung around all together. And uh, yeah, Phil was definitely a part of that. You know, so, brother Simon and 
his father's a remarkable man, had a lot of time for me and yeah, I, I passed away sadly, quite tragically a couple of years ago, but, um, yeah. The brother was a lawyer. Why are people still there when so many have realized seeing the institution for what it is and left, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting. I'm thinking about the judgment of the people that are there, unless of course they know exactly what's going on and they're there for, you know, they're there for the cake. I don't know. There was cake. Look, it's, I mean, you make it sound very blatant that they've watched. I mean, these guys have been there as long as you, what's that? Pushing 14 years. Don't tell me they haven't seen the extremes of how badly this goes wrong. How badly it goes wrong. And then when they get caught, how badly the institution reacts to it. And I just don't understand how, yeah. Why are they still there? You know, if they're not there for themselves. Well, well, single person, not a single blind person has been healed. Not a single, God hates amputees, let's face it. Not a single amputee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They have not seen a single damn thing to confirm this rubbish that they have heard every Sunday and every Saturday. Not a single damn thing. And yet they're still there. And it's that particular demographic where we were growing up, which was going through a population boom, but a housing boom. Sydney is a very unplanned city. So it was just, you know, wherever people could afford, they'd build. And Hills Christian Life Centre in particular had that intersection of, you know, up and hardworking or, or, uh, you know, families with the quarter acre block or, or, you know, who might have hoped for a little bit more. And if that meant volunteering and, Driving and being loyal. Uh, yeah, it was so, very you know, much. They happened on a beautiful time in history and a beautiful demographic for financial exploitation. It, tell me what you think. We haven't discussed think, this. You're right. The, the thing is, they, and, and, and not everybody, they say everybody was welcome at Hillsong. I didn't find that to be the case. If you came from a, you know, and I heard it just recently again on your podcast a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month where somebody was coming across from town or from Penrith or something. And they were like, no, that makes feel very awkward about what they were wearing. It was something to do with women's conference, maybe, you know, I don't know. But it's interesting, you know, have some coin about you. You expect you to dress a certain way and behave a certain way. It's interesting. There's a point where someone wrote to me some years ago, I'll have to dig it out. I wonder if they're listening. And to conduct an experiment for her own peace of mind, she constructed two email accounts and wrote to them and said, you know, I'm, I'm an older woman, whatever. And I'm, you know, I'm very ill and I'm, I'm going to die. And I was wondering what support you could offer me and, you know, friendship and stuff. And she got nothing. So from the second account, she wrote and said, I'm, I'm older and I'm, and I'm ill and I will die soon. And I've got a huge estate and I just don't know what to do with it. Oh, got, yeah. She got a response straight away. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, it's interesting because you think of it, you're a bit more uh, detached and, and I guess more, you know, I get a little bit more, how do they sleep at night? How do they sleep, how at, do you night? sleep at night? 
laying hands on someone knowing, like you said, that nobody's, nobody's, nobody's got yeah. And then you get up and do it again the next day a couple of times. Yeah. And the whole Take thing, back to Africa. Accepting this salary and then accepting all of the, you know, the, the honorariums which are being invited to go and speak somewhere. And then, like, and then just that, what would come to learn, you know, that the books, examining the books. Oh my God. And you can't even, Bobby wouldn't even pay for a lip balm. Come on. Just this rapacious taking and taking and taking everything they could get their hands on. It's like, oh my goodness. You know. And coming um, back for more. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you look at those whistleblower documents that were released under parliamentary privilege in yes. March. Yes. April. It's just one long first class lifestyle. So you wake up in your, you know, five star hotel, go down to the hotel for breakfast, get in your limo or whatever to get to your first class flight. To driven by the college volunteers, yes. Yeah, who are fighting over each other to get there. You know, Brian can't have lunch for less than six hundred bucks. It seems it's just, you know, and and. It's funny because when you read about people's outrage towards CEOs earning so much more than, you know, the average employee, that's, that's a corporation. This is, you know, people standing up and saying, I have gay friends. No, I don't, no. you know, but these are people what? standing up saying, you know, give us 10% and you will get it back. You exactly. have, God promises you. And what does it, you know. In the word. You know, just like I said, they have no, what sort of people are they? What sort of people are they? When, when you, when you, when you sit down and wrote it all out, right. That after everything they've done and, and then we know, probably know, you know, we do, let's say we know a tenth, but even if we know all of it, right. Which we don't, even after everything they've done to turn around and not understand, bro, pretend like they don't understand on they're being hard done by it's all an attack of the yeah. enemy. Yeah. <laughs> It's more of more of this perverse Christian doctrine that says it talks about forg- unconditional forgiveness, which is not healthy, right? It, uh, one of the things, an important step for people who are on their way to recovery from anything, realize is to acknowledge that you've been hurt, acknowledge that you've been wronged, and rather than saying, "Oh no, you just forgive and forget everything, cast it all the way," it's exodus from the west, and blah blah blah. Perversity. It's just perversity, and yet they expect that. Well, you know, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. And, you know. Yeah, it's interesting because some of it, you know, so clearly borders on delusional and oh, yeah. in any other circumstance would require a psychiatric hold. God is it's speaking to me right now and he's telling me that you need to have a cheese sandwich tomorrow or go start up in India, whatever. Please, Lord, and send me your money. That's what Jesus wants you to do. You know, it's like. And yet they get it, you know, tax cuts and a pat on the back. It's, it's bizarre. Oh, yeah. Well, give me something about the tax cuts. Why? <laughs> Why? It makes no sense at all. None. Well, we, I don't know that we can speak for every faith-based charity in Australia, but certainly these people, particularly after these documents were released, offer no contribution society at all apart from running their own business exactly they're running their own business and you you may remember about nine years ago that darlene 
was first investigated by, was it the welfare, social welfare, welfare, something um, like, um, something uh, like that, something like that. And uh, yeah, just, you know, taking, taking, taking all of the money that people would get on the fortnight and giving them a little bit of. Oh, Mercy Ministries. Mercy Ministries. Thank you very much. Like, so I mean, Mark and Darlene no. Keth brought the idea of Mercy Ministries, I believe, to Brian and, and to Australia. I, think, I believe they somehow had met Nancy Alcorn, who runs Mercy Ministries. Well, not everyone knows this. Horrible story. And Mercy Ministries, which has now rebranded as Mercy Multiplied because it continues on, started as a rehab or a a place yeah, for rehab. It was rehab. Well, young women in trouble. So it was for pregnant people who were not married to a good Christian man. And, you know, that's making me think a lot of questions now. If that because yeah. uh, Nancy has an adoption agency. Yes. So she always wanted those yummy, yummy babies. But it yeah. then expanded to claim to treat eating disorders, mental health issues a range of things. And when it did open in Australia, I'm in the links with your song, Gloria Jean's Coffee, which was being run by Brian's mate, Nabi, who's still around today. You don't get to hear him mention too much nowadays. He's, he's Tefloned under the radar. One of Brian's most favorite kind of, um, what are those people called? Congregants members, because he's a big giver. But he was running with Gloria Jeans and they used to exploit the girls as well. The residents at Mercy Ministries would have to go to Gloria Jeans and be seen by the public, like some kind of scarlet letter on them. It was shut down in Australia because the participants were offered professional interventions, health interventions, doctors, and they were left with Bible college students and the most horrific stuff. So it was shut down here and, and Darlene wore the brunt of that. I mean, they were compensated, I think, a thousand dollars each. Not sure if that came out of her pocket. Good it Lord. seems to be where the separation of Darlene and state comes from. The separation uh, of Darlene and state. Very true. I like that. Around there. But yeah, sorry. Tell me, tell me what I just need to give people in. We've got a lot of people all around the place have got even a bit of background yes tell me yes you said darling been investigated by the welfare people like i mean so none of this should have been news to people like the red flags are there where like what what investigation was done after that uh, and into the parent organization uh, you know it's like mm. they distanced themselves hillsong were like you know what yeah. that really really didn't have anything to do with that with us yeah, yeah, anyway. But the whole thing is just so obviously a scam. Obviously a scam. It's it's just amazing. amazing. The manipulation, the music, you know, yeah. even way back when, when we were there, before they had computer screens and fog machines and disco balls, or whatever it is they have or don't have, you know, I don't know. But just so, so transparent, you know, really so transparent. Anyway, so. Oh. Yes. You feel bad? No, no, not at all. I feel bad for the people that are stuck there. And I feel especially, well, I'm running out of uh, sympathy really quickly 
um, for those that choose to remain. There's one thing, it's one thing to be a victim of all of that, of manipulation and being led, the human propensity to trust, right? It's one thing to be a victim of all of that, but it's another thing to be willfully ignorant as if nothing has happened. Like our friends gathered at the, you know, down the short end of the, the, the shallow end of the line waiting for their sausage tagged out of the Van Heels the other night. I, I'm certain, I am certain uh, that those people are, you know, it's, it's a, there's a lot of willful ignorance going on and I don't have a lot of time for willful ignorance. You certainly don't admire it. I did hear that at the reunion party of all the old people, like we, you and me aren't old, but everybody there yeah. was old. They looked so old. I understand that you weren't allowed to talk about controversial Hillsong topics or Brian and just make nice reunion conversation. Banned, banned, absolutely banned. Yes, exactly. Great. Well, they'd be used to not talking about it, I imagine, which is exactly how the whole situation came to persist because they didn't talk about it. Right. <laughs> so I could see nothing strange. That's what about right. this in the glass? Like what do you serve in the glass at a powerhouse youth Senate year reunion? It's, you know, very new, I don't know, fruit, fruit, I don't know. Do, do McDonald's still yell out? Well, that was just going to say. Like great big orange juice things, you know. Everybody just used to go to McDonald's afterwards. So no one knows what, exactly. how to enter. Just stumble. Wonder what we can do with that theme. All right, all right, Mister. Thank you very much. Thank what you. else? Don't stick. What? What else is there to say? Is there anything else you want to throw out there? I'm not sure there's much else to say. You said a lot. I okay. All right. Yeah. It's no, been wonderful. I'm not saying stop it. I mean, like it's been this heaps. Yeah. Great. Right. Right. Thank you. Thank no, you. Thanks. Thank you for, for joining us here. And, Thank you uh, for not, not, you know, not, not, not throwing me off because of my seven-year-old backdrop here, you know. Me and oh, my, no, it's and, super cute. And I hope you sleep really well in your big car bed. I'm just going to go and put my Batman jammies on there. <laughs> thanks, Danny. Bye. Bye. And there you have it. If that little last part didn't make sense grab the clip on socials the background Paul was using was you know outdated little space odyssey thing going I don't know some universe background that it looks like a seven-year-old would choose thank you thank you for joining us in that rather interesting and deep dive into the 80s I hope you found it as uh, enlightening as I certainly did. We've got lots and lots to look forward to on Leaving Hillsong. Everything I've alluded to, all various pods and content are coming up. It's just a case of time and resources. Speaking of which, thank you so much to my supporters, the patrons in particular. You make this Leaving Hillsong world go round. Feel free to join them. Sign up to Patreon, PayPal, Leaving Hillsong. And let's get this message out there. Don't forget to tune into Reading Hillsong, another podcast we run on the side where we read the holy texts of the Houstons. Listen out and uh, join up if you want to read with us. Create our very special historical archive 
please keep those likes and subscribes and shares and questions and stories and messages coming in can take me a little while sometimes to get back to you but I will I will thank you for all your love and support it's time for the traditional post pod nap now make sure you take one of those I always do and uh you know example of how to be kind to yourself keep being kind to you the people around you keep leaving your song and we'll talk soon bye you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.